good time of the day and welcome to another episode of and when i say i mean i am your co-host adrian and i'm your co-host austin well i have officially joined the holding the mic crew today Woo! nobody a- knows this <laughs> but austin always holds his microphone up to his mouth and i have this like fancy you, fancy yeah. stand Adrian's setup is much fancier than mine because mine is my hand. Though right. your hand is pretty fancy, I guess. It's probably actually more fancy. One of the most fancy things in the world, to be honest. Yeah. But anyways, the reason I am holding my microphone today is because I am recording this from a hotel in Hartford, Connecticut. That seems here. to be stolen from Victorian England. Yeah. It's like a, It's like an inn as opposed to a hotel. Hmm. And so I bring the average age down, I'm sure, by probably nice. many years. It seems like a place that only old people would go. But it's kind of nice. Based on the wallpaper alone, I would guess it's a place that only old people go. Yeah. No, that's definitely true. Um, there What's your shower head like? What's that? What's your shower head like? Honestly, I haven't used it yet. I'll, I can let you know tomorrow. Okay. Does does that have signs pointing to old people? Well, no. I'm just trying to mentally compare it to other hotels I've been to. The shower head is a key feature into any hotel room. But yeah, so I'm in Connecticut doing training for work. It wasn't as boring as I thought it was going to be today, so that's good. That is good. Uh, I'm in New York doing normal things. So, like, the same thing you always do? Yeah. Did you do anything else exciting this week? Um, well, it was community weekend because I'm still cripplingly addicted to Pokemon Go. I told nice. Anthony from Pittsburgh that this would happen. Um, so I spent a lot of Saturday wandering around looking for Pokemon. And it was all worth it because I got myself a Dragonite and a Shiny Dratini. Nice, because it was a special event. Right, it was community week weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fun. <sighs> and then I uh, I went to a concert on Sunday for Christmas candle lighting. Um, I thought everything was really great until the last song, and it was a jazzish rendition of Go Tell It on the Mountain, mm-hmm. and uh, the person, they had a soloist singer come from somewhere, because Crane School of Music graduates a lot of opera people, mm-hmm. so she's famous, but I have no idea who she is, because I don't follow opera. Yeah, um, that's fair. And I thought her voice was very unsuited for the arrangement of Go Tell It on the Mountain that they sang. Um, that was it, it was too bad because to me, I thought it was a bad way to end the concert because the final impression I got was, wow, I wish we had a jazz singer, mm-hmm. which, mm-hmm. which shouldn't, shouldn't have been my impression. We, they, had, they played the, the steamroller um, arrangement of Oh Silent Night. No. Whatever that song is called. Silent Night. It's just Silent Night, yeah. Yeah, with just the piano and the cello for most of it. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Um, 
they sang Hene Matov, uh, which Classic. I wasn't expecting. Um, <laughs> and it was a different arrangement than the one that I was familiar with. For those who aren't familiar, Hene Matov is a classic Hebrew song. It's like a Jewish folk song, apparently. And the only words are Hene Matov, Umanahim, Shevatahim, and Yahad. You say that over and over again. It's such a um, good song. It was a much more Western arrangement. Uh, it felt to me. Defeating. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that was, again, I was like, I've heard better <laughs> versions of Hene Matov than this, which is not a sentence I'd ever expect to say. Um, Would you use. Wow, I'm sorry, I'm dying over here. That's cool. Would you say that the version that we performed was better than that version? I, I, I think the arrangement that we performed is better. Worse, it was performed far worse, um, but a better arrangement. In my mind, it was performed perfectly. <laughs> That's probably because we were in um, middle school, so my yeah, memory these, is... So, well, I mean, like, even if we had performed it perfectly, it's like... A bunch of middle schoolers versus like high no college like voice majors. That's so, fair. Regardless um, of the the romanticized version in my mind, it's still gonna be worse. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, I went to an Advent wreath making party slash dinner. Um, that it was went well. I have an Advent wreath. Happy nice. week one of Advent, everyone. Mhm. Mhm. Um, and then after the party, I went to a after party, which I asked about before at church earlier. Um, and this guy, Than, told me it wasn't going to happen. Than from Potsdam. But there was an after party. Uh, I watched the princess swap or the princess switch. Um, it So we were talking about Hallmark movies. Wait, is that one on? Is that? Wait, hold up. Is that on Netflix? Yes. I was literally talking to somebody else about that this week. But anyway, I'll let you finish. (laughs) Uh, So, for some reason, we were talking about Hallmark movies. And I have never seen any Christmas movies, if that became clear during the Mm -hmm. course of our last podcast. So, we watched The Princess Swap because it's like... I can't decide if everyone knows that it's really bad or if just some people know that it's bad but anyway i need to get a cough drop quick so if you can speak some okay otherwise i'm just gonna erupt in coughing so i don't want to do that so i was watching the office with one of my friends and this store is mainly for austin but he's not gonna he's gonna be the one who doesn't hear it but that's okay I was watching The Office with my friends, and this ad shows up on the top of Netflix, and it's like, The Princess Swap. I didn't notice. I didn't take any notice of this ad. But my roommate was like, oh, hey, that's the Gabriella, or whatever her name is, from the High School Musical. And I was like, oh, I don't know who that is. I've never seen High School Musical. And then somehow it came up again. I was getting breakfast. Uh, with Becca and Daria for Becca's birthday on Saturday. And for some reason, the movie came up again, and I was like, no, no, for some reason it came up that I had never seen High School Musical or something like that. And so I was like, 
um, yeah, I was like watching this commercial for something, and my roommate was like, "Hey, that's the girl from uh, whatever it was." And then Daria was like, "Was it Princess Swap?" And I completely ignored her. And then I kept like searching through, and I was like. I went, I got online and was like looking on it. I was like, maybe it's this movie, maybe it's this movie. And then I was like, and like 15 minutes later, I was like, it wasn't 15 minutes, but it probably felt like I was like, oh, it was Princess Swap. And Dari just like glares at me because she's like, you're so stupid. Like I literally said that 20 minutes ago. So, anyways, mm-hmm. Austin, you jumped in the middle of that one. Cool. That was basically my experience this week with the Princess Swap movie. Um, that's all your experience should be with the Christmas swap movie, looking it up and being like, oh, hey, that's that person from that thing. Nice. Okay. Um, because it's poor. Um, and if I, I think everyone knows that going in, like the director, all the actors, I feel like they know what they're doing in that it's like, this is just going to be like campy. Yeah, and it is. I watched I watched approximately twenty minutes of a Hallmark movie, and entitled something along the lines of uh, "Pride and Prejudice and Mistletoe." Hmm. Um, I didn't realize how bad Hallmark Christmas movies were. No, they're really bad. I but might like, get a hate from that in the comments, but fight nobody us. ever leaves oh, leaves sorry. comments. <laughs> Um, constructively but yeah. criticize us. Um, well, they do no, leave Pride comments. Prejud- they just did in the form of text messages. There's already intrigue in Pride and Prejudice. Like, well, what was interesting about this Prejudice. version, we found out approximately 10 minutes into the 20 minutes that we watched, is that the roles were reversed, and the woman was playing the, the role of Mr. Darcy, and the man was playing Elizabeth, question mark? We don't know. Yeah. We didn't watch enough to That's be able name. to figure it out. No, that wasn't the question mark part. Oh. That was... You you <laughs> don't know if it was actually gender swapped or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that her name is Elizabeth. But um, I, the movie, we don't really know what was happening in it. But it mm. seemed really poor. But I had a fun time making fun of... Like, we had a fun time. We were all making fun of it. That's good. It was like that episode of Community. Which one? Where they're sitting around making fun of uh, Kick Puncher and Kick Puncher 2. I don't remember that, but I'm sure I've seen it. Community reference. Movie reference. Um, Let's see. What else did I do this week? Did you have anything else from this week that you want to share? Mm-mm. No. Um, let's see. Uh, we went and picked up a Christmas tree for Becca and her roommates in their house. Um. How was that? It was it was pretty good. It was a little swampy. It was mushy. The the we had a lot of rain. Um, mm. but yeah, we chopped down the tree. We didn't chop it. We sawed it down. Tree. Ex- you know what? Getting like real Christmas trees is expensive. Mm-hmm. That's why no one should ever do it. For I mean, all it looks, the reasons that you said. It looks nice and it smells nice. So. I was supposed to get I was supposed to get one from my house and force it upon my roommates even though they don't seem very excited about it, but we didn't have enough yeah. cash so we just bought one. Nice. Yeah, so tied it to the roof of my car. Hmm. Um, let's see. Yeah. 
Uh, we've got more people weighing in on the pork belly versus pork loin issue. For those who are interested, I want to claim. I want to claim Zach victory. Zach and I are in the wrong. Mom La said da, da, it very definitively, um, but I don't know if she heard it from the horse's mouth. Yeah, I'm not sure either. She seemed to. She didn't. In the classic form of this debate, her text didn't verify whether or not she was just weighing in on her personal. Yeah. Um, no. Thoughts no sources. Or, or if she was, like, making it a matter of fact that this is the truth. Mm-hmm. So it's still it's still up for debate. I disagree, but okay. Uh, anyway, so another point of contention. Lots of debate has been had about the two podcasts ago within the Jancy family. I have felt so. The Tupac um, what? No, two podcasts ago. Oh, I thought you said the Tupac episode. No, no one ever talks about the rapping ones with me. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I felt really ju- like vindicated. The two albums that I recommended last week, both of them showed up on NPR's 50 Albums of the Year, and I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe that doesn't show that I have good taste, but it just indicates that I have the same biases as the people who are listing the albums for NPR, which could both it's be true. Definitely, yeah, they're both probably true. But definitely, anyway, the, you definitely have the same biases. No, yeah, I agree. But I want to talk a lot about that list because I, I thought it was very interesting, but I don't know if this is the time or place. No, I was, I was actually kind of throwing around the idea in my head of like actually having a whole episode about it, but we can talk I about that too. off camera. Wink, wink. Anyway, so uh, I, we got, I got into a passionate debate in my weekly Skype with um, Twyla and Chuck from Maytown. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm just thinking, wow, if you don't know who they really are, that's a weird statement. Yeah, I almost said, a.k.a. our parents. They're our parents. Anyway, we were talking about nuance and um, when you should have nuance and should you have nuance. And they were accusing me of not being nuanced. And I thought I was I was a very – I thought we, we try to be nuanced here. But apparently that doesn't come across. So um, – Let's talk about it. Yeah. Adrian, do you know what nuance means? No, I don't. I Googled okay. it when you when you texted me that we're going to talk about nuance, and then apparently the definition that Google gave me was not a good one. Well, it's a fine definition. The subtle difference in or shade of meaning, expression, or sound. So to me, nuance means that you appreciate the subtleties of something. Okay. Um. So... Not so if I'm saying something, I don't say like, boom, definitive, this is it, without also saying, here are some things that we should consider. So I was accused of not being nuanced and being too um, attacking of Albert Muller mm-hmm. and two podcasts ago, which may be true on the second one. Um. So, are we not nuanced? Should we have nuance? Or are there certain times when we should be nuanced or not? Okay, so your definition of nuance is that there is an appreciation for the small 
differentiating details mm-hmm. um, and look to understands all sides of the topic as opposed to stating mm-hmm. the hard and fast of our opinion. Right. Uh, I think it's, I think you can have an opinion, but you should also like appreciate the complexity of something. Mhm. Okay. I I think that we try to do that. I'm not sure that we necessarily always are good at it. Apparently we're not. Well, I think sometimes we are better at it than other than other times, I guess. Because I think that for starters, I think that our experiences you and I are very similar to each other and mm-hmm. also not very um broad in the stroke in like the scope of the world mm-hmm. and all people um so i think that that definitely is very limiting in the our abilities to be nuanced um when we look at topics mm-hmm. um but i think that I, i'm not sure i'm not really sure if nuance is the word that i or I don't know if I would use that as a term to describe what we are striving for, but but maybe that's maybe I'm thinking about it wrong. What are we trying to do? I think that we are trying to think critically about things where it's not necessarily we're looking for all but they're similar. So I think those two ideas are similar. Mm-hmm. I think the idea of critical thinking is that you're you're looking at a situation Similar to what you said, I'm going to even use the word complex, where a situation can be more complex and trying to look at that as opposed to coming into it with your biases, only putting at one, pointing in one direction, uh, which is very similar to, to what your, your idea of nuance is. But I think that um, I think the idea of nuance is broader. I think the idea of critical thinking is more academic in its goal, where your goal is to look at a situation and try to understand what is happening logically and and more intellectually, as opposed to nuance, which seems to be more of just like a general um, taking in of the entire subject. And almost not academic, I guess. I don't know. My definitions could be way out there, but that's kind of my initial thoughts. I don't mean I don't know what you mean by not academic, but um, for me, you saw the Rhett and Link Taste Coffee episode, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna use this to explain uh, what I think about as nuanced and what we want to do mm-hmm. um so for those of you who did not watch the Rhett and link tasting coffee episode they were blind tasting coffee they weren't and actually trying blind. to they were oh yeah that's right their eyes were open because coffee all looks the same lies mm. false we'll get there um and then trying to say this coffee is from such and such a location such as starbucks or dunkin donuts boo it's or just dunkin mcdonald's now. Oh, yeah, just Duncan or McDonald's or uh, Tim Hortons wasn't there. Sadness. Mm-hmm. 7-Eleven for some reason. Pete's. Pete's Coffee. Anyway, so what they're trying to do 
is to distinguish the nuances of these coffees. They're trying to pick up those subtle little differences to say, oh yeah, this is a dark roast. That's got to be from the rainy shores of Seattle. Bam, Starbucks. Or this is garbage. This is like the worst thing I've ever tasted. Bam, Duncan. <laughs> um, so what they're they're so they're just trying to appreciate the the nuance, mm-hmm. or like tease out the nuances. But they did a, they did a really poor job of actually saying what coffee is good, because they have no taste in coffee. They said Duncan was the best. I almost like threw my computer into a wall um, when they said Duncan was the best because so this is why people say that I don't appreciate nuance because as I said at the end of our conversation it is very fun to declare things mm-hmm. so it's it's way more fun to say Duncan is the worst than to say oh Duncan's like okay sometimes and it's not the worst coffee I've ever had in the world but mm-hmm. no not as fun Duncan's terrible. Anyway, so what? And then what I think we're trying to do is to uh, try to determine. We want to pick Starbucks because Starbucks is like we want to have good taste in coffee um, to guide us through the nuance. Okay, that example helped me figure out what I was trying to say. Awesome. What I think. So our what we're trying to do is critical thinking, which is, yes, looking at the differences and coming at things from different angles, but in doing so, you're seeking to find what you should believe you, you're, or, or how you should look at a situation. Mm-hmm. The, the idea of nuance and in just enjoying the nuance would be to not come down and say that Duncan is the worst and Starbucks is. I'm not sure if Starbucks is the best. I haven't but in had this, the whatever something and some that really long name coffee that they've had. It, it doesn't matter. But for the sake of this example, Dunkin' is the worst and Starbucks is the best. Mm-hmm. To, to, to be just in the nuance would just be to say Starbucks is like this. Yeah. Dunkin' yep. is like this and not come down on the answer. And so I think that that's the difference of what we're doing. Our goal isn't the nuance. Because, A, I don't think we're very good at that. And, B, I don't think that it's necessarily helpful. Um, because I think the point of the to look at the, the differences in a situation or looking at it from different perspectives is so that you can come to a better solution or a better understanding of what is actually going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I asked, when should we have nuance, I had an answer in mind. Um, so I think we should always appreciate that things are complex and we're not going to understand everything. Um, so like, uh, unless you're a sommelier, you don't really know that much about wine. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then you know nothing about coffee perhaps, um, I don't know why drinks is the only examples that I can think of today, but it's okay. It works. Thanks. Um, Speaking of drinks, though, that does apply yeah. because another thing I did this weekend was we had a sparkling grape juice taste test of oh. white, rosé, and red. I didn't. Know. Oh no. Oh, I asked somebody the other day. Do they make white raisins 
and if so, where are they? And uh, if not, why not? What what are golden raisins? I don't know. What are golden raisins? Google time. Because <laughs> I was sitting at uh, this coffee, no, our Advent dinner, and there's a bunch of raisins around, and I thought, why aren't there white raisins? I've only ever seen red raisins in my life, and as we know, I hope they're there are more than just red grapes. Do they make Concord raisins? Do those just look like regular raisins? I don't know. Probably not. So, Adrian, what are golden raisins? How is the I internet? Um, I'm working on it. Anyway, uh, this is not. This isn't super important. You can keep talking, and then I'll I'll see if I can figure anything out. So, I think in most cases are. Our answers should be uh, n- not necess. They should definitely be hedged. Uh, so this is just my approach to talking. Uh, if you haven't noticed, <laughs> I so so to me everything that like humans are involved with should be hedged because we don't know. Like we don't know the full story. Mm-hmm. Um. So someone even asked me, like, uh, what about, like, scientific knowledge? Should you hedge about that? And I was like, yeah, why not? Like, most of what we have known scientifically has been proven to be incomplete. Um, So I don't – like, I don't expect now all of a sudden we have the complete picture of everything that's going on. So, like, I don't know if I've talked about it before on this podcast, but I've talked about before, like – we talk about dark matter and dark energy right now, and I think 50 years or 100 years, people will look back and be like, those people thinking that dark energy and dark matter existed, Pfft, now we know that there's such and such and such and mm-hmm. such. So, like, that's that's just how things have always gone. We have these placeholders that are the best of our knowledge, and then we learn more. Uh, and so I think we should appreciate that and we should appreciate that we're not sommeliers in everything um so it's okay to hedge all of our answers people find that frustrating though uh, as i found out i don't know why um but it's hard to do things if you're like it's hard to be actionable it's like choice paralysis, right? If you're like, oh, creamy peanut butter or Skippy is so artificial and delicious, but Peter Pan is also the same amount of artificial and delicious. And then you have 17 other options that are basically the same. You get lost in the nuance and you just need you just need peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so do white do golden raisins exist? Uh, the golden raisins do exist, and I didn't really find anything that was definitive on what there was. I mean, I only went to two sites, so it's gonna have to be for another time. Uh, I I kind of wanted to focus on the conversation because okay, that seemed go ahead. important. Um, I think that is is kind of the point, though, right? Of critical thinking, in a way, because y- you are hedging, but also taking the most out of the nuances, I guess, right? You're you're mm-hmm. using the nuances to inform your hedge, in a yeah. sense. 
as opposed to getting lost in the nuances or blindly running forward with whatever biases you're coming into the situation with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so your initial questions were what, why, what is nuance? That wasn't probably your question, but um, it is important. I did ask you that. Okay, good. So we should answered we have that, nuance? Um, when should we have nuance if we should? And something else that I forget. So one thing that I brought up is that um, the idea that nuance creates – I'm not really sure if I'm going to answer your question or just ask another question. That's cool. But the idea that nuance creates confusion, mm-hmm. um, and you seem to disagree with that. I have a thought on it, but – why do you think that nuance? So you not said be we want to be as clear as possible, and I don't think nuance. I wanted to make sure that you weren't saying nuance is uncertainty. I think some people think that, and that was my initial response. I thought that. Oh well, it's not though. Oh, explain it to me. <laughs> okay, nuance is. It's not. It's not uncertainty. It's knowing that there are s- just slight differences between things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so then if you're trying to make value judgments it's hard to say it's hard to be certain I guess because things are so slightly different um, but having nuance doesn't nec- doesn't mean you have uncertainty about things it might mean you have uncertainty about what you should do Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It gets that back to the idea of you get trapped in the idea in the nuances as opposed and miss the whole decision you're trying to make mm-hmm. or just miss the point of the situation or whatever. So should we have it in our conversations? And if so, when should we use it? Yeah. Or on this podcast. In a lot of ways, I think that, well, I think in a lot of ways, nuance is inevitable. Um there um, will always I'd, be nuance? I don't think so. I th- I think it's really easy to like straw man people or um just dismiss arguments or things or people without knowing anything about them or appreciating how they're different from other things. I th- I think can you explain that further? Sure. Um, so, so let me rephrase that. I understand what you're saying, but what's the context of what you're saying? Um, so, I guess. Oh yeah, my, no, I don't agree that nuance is inevitable. You don't agree. So, when I say that nuance is inevitable, what I mean is that in every situation there will be nuance. But so, you can just so, ignore it, though. Right, but I guess what I'm saying is it's inevitable. It's there's always there's always going to be some kind of nuance in the situation. So if if there's witnesses observing a crime scene, there's going to be slight differences in how what all that they saw. Mm-hmm. But for this podcast or other podcasts, I think it's easy to steamroll those nuances. Right. No. For sure. And and ignore those and just try to get your point across, which is what mm-hmm. you were arguing or what people were saying that you were doing in yeah. the episode about Albert Moore. Right. But so 
I'm going to come back around to that specifically, but, or maybe now, whatever. Anyway, yeah, I think that's the temptation for, we're basically giving our opinions about things, um, and it sounds better to be really definitive. And it's also, it's easier to be definitive about your opinions because they're your opinions, and mm-hmm. Um, you can't think, be wrong about them. Right, right, and I think that's the. I think that's why people don't like nuance, right? In order to like think about nuance, or also like I would argue, critically think about something, you have to go in with the presupposition that what you believe in your opinion could be wrong, and I don't think a lot of people like to think that way. So it's Ooh. so. And if that's the case, then a lot of people are just going to ignore nuance and just say, no, your experience or your the way that you saw this situation or how you taste peanut butter doesn't matter because how I taste peanut butter is the only thing that matters or what I think about this situation is the only thing that matters. And I can't be wrong. And to say that somebody else's opinion or thoughts or even slight different taste in coffee is a possibility – would be to accept that you could be wrong and they could be right. Yeah. Uh, so I think. So to, to answer your question, I think we all need more nuance, mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 maybe this isn't. Maybe I'm looking at it incorrectly or or not getting at. No, the point. I agree. But I think that like, and I'm not saying that I'm the best at it or that we're all that good at it. I think in some ways, apparently we're not. Well. I would say yes and no. Um, but I think that's really important. Is, is like, if if you always, I don't know. It makes logical sense in my mind that like, I don't know everything as much mm-hmm. as I try to pretend like I do. Um, and and that other people have different understandings and experiences that I don't have that definitely affect the reality of situations that I'm never going to understand. Mm-hmm. So the our whole heated debate started uh, I was I was upset with Albert Muller for using the phrase mainstream media uh, because I think it it is too politically loaded and to be used I, th- I think appropriately. Um, so I, I don't think that you can say mainstream mainstream media without invoking the like Trumpian understanding of mainstream media. And that understanding, to me, comes implicitly with a dismissal, mm-hmm. um, which apparently is not always the case. But to me, s- like if someone says it's from the mainstream media, they're implying that it's not valuable. Because it's the mainstream media. Um, And so I was talking about the Atlantic because I read the Atlantic all the time. And that the – Charles was saying that the Atlantic is left-leaning. But I was trying to say, yeah, but there's journalists within the Atlantic who have all kinds of views. And it's it's limiting of – it's limiting to say that an organization is such and such – because there are people in the organization 
specifically journalists who it's their responsibility to not follow the biases of their organization wherever they may or may not be. Mm -hmm. So I was saying nuance is it's important to talk about those things nuanced because it's like it's easy to fall into those like heuristics oh the Atlantic's liberal ignore or completely support or Fox is conservative ignore or completely support where I, I like there are good journalists in both like um, Chris Wallace just had a great interview with Trump the other day um mm-hmm. I don't know any Atlantic authors by name. I do, but <laughs> they're – yeah. So uh, I think nuance is important because it forces us to step outside of our own heuristics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Which, which uh, so I, I think maybe – I don't know. I think probably we we to some extent that's what we're going for, right? We don't want to like I would say our goal is to say how do we not look at the situation and just say to continue to use politics. Okay, this person aligns with my political party, so I'm going to say that they're a good person and not question anything that they do. Mm-hmm. I think that is that is one of our goals, not only just in politics, but in a lot of maybe everything. But I don't know. I I think though that sometimes we don't do a good job of that, um, because in a lot of ways we do come into these episodes with our presuppositions and pre understanding of what we want to talk about and what we want to get to. Mm-hmm. And so that then drives that conversation to say, okay, yeah, I'm going to ignore all of these things and maybe not even ignore them, but like maybe in your case, like you've already, like you're an er- internal processor. So you've, you've, are you, I don't know, your eyes giving me. I thought, no, you said your internal processor and then I, I understood what you actually said and I was like. So, so you probably had already absorbed everything from that podcast and said, okay, I've taken in these nuances and now this is what I've decided I want to talk about. And so whether or not that comes across in the podcast, probably not sometimes, right? Because what we want to talk about is what we end up talking about in a lot of right. times. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I think there are times we do a good job of it and other times that we don't. Mm-hmm. And like to make a point, um, like to lean into that metaphor, you kind of have to end up with one thing, and then everything else is kind of pushed back in this cone around you, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're just looking at whatever it is that's at the point. Right. Um. So, podcasts, I think, are a hard. Lots of things are a hard medium to have nuance in because the entire like. The entire world is the nuance. Like, mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the end of War and Peace, Tolstoy is talking about, I can't tell a complete history of the world or the history of the War of 1812 because to do that, I would have to account for, like, every single soldier 
and everything that happened in their lives because everything that happens in their lives and every single soldier influences this war. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really it it's really interesting too because like I think I could be wrong, but I think as like humans we want there to be a point. We want there to be something definitive. We want there to be a right answer. I mean, could be wrong. Maybe that's just us. Um, and th- and so we don't like to to be in the nuance because that that means we have to tell the whole story, right? That means we have mm-hmm. to tell the story of every single soldier for us to completely understand the 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 war. Um, and uh, most times the reason that you tell a story or you make a point isn't be, isn't the point of the nuance it's be, it's the point of it's the point is the point yeah <laughs> the point yeah. is what you're trying to say so yeah i think basically our media whether it's a comedy a drama or a political talk show nobody really like just does those things or podcast does those things for the nuance. Um, they do it to, to make a point. I don't think it's impossible though, because I think we have done it on our podcast before. I think that we have episodes that we kind of come into it with maybe a more open mind and then kind of come to a question. I think back to like when we talked about why do we like sad things or why, why Mm. are things funny? I think those are the type of episodes where, at least for me, I go into it having no idea what I want to get to at the end of it, but I kind of have some thoughts, and then like we kind of figure it out from there and, and look at those nuances and say, okay, here's this situation, here's this situation, and that comes to a point. So I don't know. I think, like it, I think it is possible. Because we disagree on why we like sad things. Right. That's true. We yeah, we came to, and and there are ten episodes that we come to different conclusions. So, I don't know. Maybe it's something that we try to do more as opposed to coming up with topics in the sense of hey, let's talk about narrative form. Mm-hmm. What if we just ask more questions, a la PBS Idea Channel, and yes, now Adrian <laughs> is referencing them. And three <laughs> for a fish, <laughs> and and see see where we go, and and look in those nuances, and and try mm-hmm. to to challenge ourselves to not even look at the different nuances in our understandings, but also people and other places and cultures and experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I had something to say to that, but I forget what it was. But I agree. Um, that's it's it's un it's unsettling. It's mm-hmm. not how we want things to be. Like people don't read War and Peace because it's too long, and Tolstoy it finishes by saying like, I wish this was longer, y'all. Like I I wish I could tell the complete story of this war, but I can't because it w- it's the world, mm-hmm. and no one would read that uh, because it's boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, War and Peace, by the way. Um, so see here, I'm gonna just make declarations again. But everybody should read War and Peace. I know I've said that already on this podcast, but War and Peace is so good. Anyway, 
But, uh, but but so another sorry, finish your thought and then I, unless I'm, you're gonna so go away from gonna, War and Peace. I was gonna go away from War and Peace. Okay, well so and I don't know what this means or what what the point is, but it's also like that's kind of the same as scripture, right? You get to the end of John I think it's John, right? And he's like there's no all of the books in the world could not contain all of the things that Christ had, has done. Mm-hmm. And so like it's kind of the same idea as like <laughs> he's saying I can't there's no way I can possibly write down all these things, which maybe nuance may just be the fact that he's Christ, but the point like it, I don't I don't know. It's the tension between the nuance and the point of the story because John is yeah. writing it to te- to make a point. To, to to tell a story that has a point at the end, he uses nuance. He uses these things, but but you can't just have nuance without a point. I I guess I don't know. It depends on what you're trying to do. Right. If you want to have a point, you can't have infinite nuance. Right. Uh, but I I read that as kind of like a I don't know if John intends it to be this read this way, um, but I kind of read it as a him talking about in a, a war and peace way that the story of Christ is the story of the church and him indwelling in us is how the church has its being. So writing the whole story of Christ is the story of the whole world mm-hmm. literally because he lives out in our actions. Um, I don't think that's what John means, but that's, I don't think it's, I a, think bad it's a fun way to read it anyway. Um, but to go back to uh, two podcasts ago, um, I'm going to defend myself. I think it's important to not have nuance when, like, really fundamental things. I, I don't think – I don't know if I want to say that you shouldn't have nuance. But the things that are really fundamental – I think you should be straightforward, like, mm-hmm. uh, on. So, like, to me, like, saying that truth is real is a fundamental thing. So I'm not going to be wishy-washy on that. And I felt like he was, even if he didn't mean to be, in that podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so yeah. The the issue was there is that I I don't know if this is what he was trying to do, but it seemed like as he was trying to be nuanced, as he was trying to account for people's understandings and and thoughts and opinions, he was being wishy washy about something that is you shouldn't be wishy-washy on. Mm-hmm. That's what which I thought. Which is hard. Which is, which is hard, too, because, like... People will nitpick you and... But, like, I do think that nuance is important, but I also think that truth is important, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Truth is probably Trump's nuance, I guess, but... Right. Well, that's that's what I that's what I think, which is why... I support myself two podcasts ago. Well, but, but I, while think I still think you can say nuance is important. 
but like truth is truth but i think too you can even still come to the same conclusion right by looking at other people's experiences and, and thoughts and opinions oh yeah sure so so even if you take this idea of absolute truth or individual truth you can use people's understanding and thoughts about individual truth to point to the fact that there has to be ultimate truth right uh yeah I agree. So maybe that's a better approach. It's more fun, though, to declare things. Right. But is it is it actually good? Is that what we want to do? And I don't know. Is it helpful? No, I don't think it is. Because declaring declaring anything like ne- necessarily sheds nuance. Mm-hmm. And and to extend that sentence further, it 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 like already m- makes things hostile, almost. Mm-hmm. It 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 closes your brain down and your ears off to anything else when you make things definitive. Mm-hmm. Again, not saying I'm necessarily great at it, but yeah, I read a quote about. The Brothers Karamazov by Hillary Clinton once. It was, I don't, I think it was just on Wikipedia. But anyway, she said the message of the Brothers Karamazov is that uh, the people who think they're absolutely right are the most dangerous people in the world. First off, I don't agree that's the message of the Brothers Karamazov. I also don't know if I agree with that statement at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But believing you're absolutely right kind of uh yeah it makes talking about things kind of pointless Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah which yeah as i've said at like previously comparing myself to socrates and aristotle even though they you know they have mutually contradicting thoughts believing myself to be right about everything is um something i often do so yep uh something we can do better no for sure i'm right there with you i usually either assume that i write or pretend i'm right so right i mean we have a podcast so yeah that just means we think we're right and think we're funny or both yeah or or one or the other do we think we're funny I don't know. There was a joke. There was a joke in Hank's book about how, when like, uh, I forget what it was, but like, April May was making a joke about how like when anybody thinks that they're funny or something like that, they have to start a podcast. But hmm. well, anyway, did you have any uh, thing to recommend this week? Um. I don't really know. I think the thing that came to my mind first was watch Jeopardy. Oh yeah, baby. It it doesn't really <laughs> it doesn't really help the whole don't think that you're right all the time. Um You can't be right about facts though. That's true, that's true. Um but I think that there at least for me, the mindset when I watch Jeopardy isn't always just 
to have fun, but sometimes could be to prove that I know information. Which... Why else... Why else is... That's why Jeopardy exists. Right, right, right. But anyways, I think it can be... I think I can use it to be prideful, in a sense. Mm. But regardless... Not regardless, because you shouldn't. I shouldn't be prideful. But I really enjoy Jeopardy, even if I'm watching it by myself. Um, there was the other day when I was watching. There was a Kendrick Lamar was the answer to a Jeopardy question. Nice. And Twin Peaks was an answer to a Jeopardy question. I got really excited wow, about the Twin nice. Peaks question. I almost yeah. couldn't answer it soon enough. So yeah, watch Jeopardy. Um. What Did is I tell my... you, podcast listeners, that my favorite tournament of champions is on Netflix now? I think probably, but okay, well, check I don't it remember. out. Um, let's see. I watched the movie "I Love You, Man," featuring mm-hmm. Paul Rudd and the guy who plays Marshall from that I'm show that's not Friends. Um, it's pretty funny. I kind of felt sad for him because he doesn't have any f- friends. Well, he doesn't have... So basically the premise of the movie is he's getting married to Rashida Jones. And... Oh. Um, Wait, who? Paul Rudd. Okay. And he doesn't have... He doesn't have any, like, good guy friends. And she has all these girlfriends. And so he doesn't know who he's going to have in his wedding. So oh, I wow. felt sad for him because he didn't have any friends. But then he goes out and makes friends and it's pretty hysterical because basically the whole like it's framed as if he's like trying to like get a date and he's really uncomfortable about it, except he's just trying to make friends. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. No. I, yeah, I get that. Um, so, yeah, I'd recommend that. I love you, man. Mm, thanks. Mm hmm. Awesome. Um, well, Do you have any recommendations I, for us? Yeah. Um, I finished the book, uh, The Diary of a Country Priest, by a French guy whose name I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacques? No, it was like George, Pierre. but... No, it was like George, but French version. I don't actually know what the French version of George is. It's spelled like George's... But it is, I'm sure it's not pronounced like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Bernanos, B-E-R-N-A-N-O-S. Anyway, uh, it is also one of the books that is a crazy guy writing in a diary book, as I talked Classic about last, Austin books. Know, last week. Um, I, I talked about reading this book last week, but I didn't mention it because I wanted to talk about it now. Um I thought it was really great. Um, he's a priest living in the country, and he is trying to to deal with his faith, um, things that are going on in the parish, uh, and talking to other priests about their faiths while writing in this diary. It was the it's pretty directly inspiration for First Reformed, which I talked about. I was actually going to ask that, but I wasn't sure if it was. It definitely is. He quotes it at points. Um, Which is now on Amazon Prime. 
It is now on Amazon Prime. Uh, the ending is very different for the two, so watch out for that. Um, but well, a lot I'm of probably the not going to read the, the book, so. Ah. USA Today called it the best spiritual book of the century, maybe. I thought you disagreed with that. I do disagree with that, but that doesn't mean it's not good. Fair. Uh, so, Diary of a Country Priest, recommend. Um, I can all like. I can also tell that this guy has read things that I like. Mm-hmm. Um. So maybe we're just in like this weird bubble of some dead people and me, and it's like a, it's like a historical. It's like a. Th- a two-dimensional echo chamber and one of the dimensions is time. I'm not sure if I really understood that, but okay. (laughs) So, you know how people talk about being in echo chambers where you hear things, uh, like you seek out things that you like and those people that are there also like the things you like and they just reinforce opinions about those own things? I have never heard that term, but I understand the phenomenon. Oh, my goodness. Adrian, have, did, were you following the 2016 election at all? Um, yes, but I Some don't read a lot of articles. Bubbles. Anyway, echo chambers. So now I'm like, am I just in an echo chamber with these dead people? Mm, probably, to some extent. Yeah, which is... Weird, but I I kind of like it. Um, <laughs> I guess that's the point of an echo chamber, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So then I was like, huh, maybe I should should it, like should I challenge the beliefs of these dead people? And then it's like, how do they even respond then? Anyway, I would. I would say that the the thoughts of the dead people may or may not be pretty ingrained into society, so it still might apply. Um, I could be wrong. I'm just wildly speculating. But they can't change then, though, in in response to... Right. I guess my point is that you don't need to change the dead people. You need to change the people who are alive today who are believing the things that the dead people said that you are disagreeing with. I don't necessarily disagree with what they said, though, but just, like, the whole, like, crazy guy writing in a diary, I think, has, like, deteriorated from good things coming from that to bad things coming from that, um, if the diary is now 4chan. As in, like, the coding language? No, 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 no. That's Fortran. (laughs) I'm talking about 4chan, the, like like radical reddit okay anyway so like used to be when crazy people wrote all the time they would write books mm-hmm. but now i feel like people don't do that crazy people writing all the time are just on the internet doing things you know okay or maybe those crazy people just didn't have the internet and so the crazy people who wrote books weren't as crazy as the crazy people who are on fortran i don't know man Anyways, this isn't really all that important, I hope. Also, think. I was thinking about books, as I often do, and was like, you know, people are like, oh, we're such narrative people. 
I won't go there. We're such narrative people. <laughs> like, blah, blah, blah. Narratives are what we live by. Like, nobody reads books, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I could be wrong in this, but to me, books are, like, the purest form of narrative. Um, other than perhaps maybe telling someone a story. Um, so, why don't we read books? Laziness. <laughs> right, but that's, like... Then we're just lazy people. Oh yeah, I think we're lazy people before, before we are people we're who love narrative. Driven people. <laughs> I agree. I think but we are lazy like, driven people. Yeah, no, I I, res- I would respect that. We might also be narrative driven people, but we're also lazy we're, driven. Yeah, people. right. Appreciate those nuances. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like I was mad when he said it's an undisputed fact, and it's like, eh. anyway. That's two podcasts ago. Live and let live. Hopefully we talk about the NPR albums of the year because I'm going to put off talking about some of those things because Sounds anticipating good. the future. So looking out for you, future me. Sounds good. I also, I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Okay, cool. I feel like right now I'm just crazy rambling, so. Okay, Maybe sounds this good. Time to end the podcast. <laughs> Probably, I think. I think though too. So just to wrap up the thought on nuance, I think. I, I don't know. I'd like for us to try to continue to challenge that and grow in that. Yeah, um, I agree. And so I don't know. People have been telling us podcast thoughts on on episodes to do, and that's great. Keep it up. We appreciate it. But maybe. Not um, you can send us whatever you'd like. But what are some things? Help us think about things that we can say. Like, hey, how can we? Here's here's a thought, and that we don't really know the answer to, and kind of go from there. I don't know if that made any sense, but. Mm-hmm. Also, I was thinking about music. I think and nuance. I feel like we should just do like a music swap. Like. As a as a country, everyone who listens to country should just listen to hip hop, and then everyone who listens to hip hop should just oh listen my. to country for a little bit, just to just to to be there, you know. It'd be like Princess Swap, but with music. Yeah, and without Vanessa Hutchinson. Coming full circle. You're welcome. All right. Thanks I think for joining be us. Fascinating. I think it I don't think anybody would join you, but declare it though. <laughs> I don't have the power to do that. Become a dictator and declare it. Well, that's not really my ambition. Yeah. Thanks for joining it, us. Yep. Yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs>